0: Every minute, every moment counts. Hello, I'm Julie Hyde, and I understand what it takes to make these moments count for leadership, business, and your life. This podcast will deliver insights and game changing leadership moments that will allow you to level up and shine a light for those around you. Let's get into today's episode. I'm really excited about this chat today. To have a powerful personal brand presence in this noise-filled world, you can't be afraid to show the world what sets you apart from others. And the part that Jessica plays in this individual's lives is discovering what the point of difference is. Jessica Mamora is a Sydney-based international personal stylist who has worked all over the world. And she is a disruptor who is a passionate believer that you can send powerful messages through the clever artistry of individual style. Your visual voice is a fierce, silent weapon against invisibility and blandness. Boom. Welcome Jessica.
1: Thank you Jules. That was lovely. Thank you for having me on here. I'm really excited about this.
0: Yeah my pleasure. I'm super excited as well and I just love your bio. Like it's just boom. There is nothing bland (laughs) about that and I think it really showcases the fabulousness of you. So I'm so excited to jump into this. First of all, the question I ask everyone is what does making it count mean to you and how do you make it count in your world? The main thing for me is being courageous
1: and taking risks, taking risks with the understanding that you can make mistakes and or fail. And for me, this means taking risks, not just with your style, but definitely with your style. Um, but also with uh, with everything else in life or other things in life. So, you know, if you don't want to do a certain career that your parents have always had in mind for you, then don't and stand up for that. You know, if you don't, if you want to pack up and go and live overseas for 12 months, then do it. For me, and it's because I've taken many risks in my life, some have failed and some have gone incredibly well. So taking risks for me has led me to experience incredible things in my life all over the world where I've lived in certain places and through that you, you're meeting incredible people and decisions are made based on your environment and, you know, as well as making big mistakes that have in the end for me been some pretty big blessings and led me to the different career paths and where I am today.
0: Mm, I love that and I, love, and I do see that in you, Jess, and, you know, through obviously your style But as you say, like you've lived, you know, in many places across the world and that takes a lot of courage just to simply, you know, leave your friends and family and and move overseas and um, experience new cultures, a language, all of that. And like you say, not everything has worked for you, but I think there's absolute power in that. No doubt you've learned such amazing lessons from some of those failures as you call them or you know where you might have stumbled <laughs> that's right that's right that's right and it is it is
1: a big risk you know to start all over again in you know a different country and then also coming back you have to resettle so there's always lessons and thing. So for me it's it's a really big thing. And I and of course I adopt that then with my style. And I've always been a risk taker anyway from a young age. So I think it's been pretty natural. And that's what I love to see in women when they're being a little bit more courageous with their style as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about that because I just love your style and how you inspire others to get outside of their comfort zone with how they dress. You touched on it, you know, you've been quite Courageous from when you were little with your dress. So, where did this love of fashion come from? I don't think I realized
1: I had a love of fashion. For me, it's just been a way of life. And I come from a large Italian family, and there were eight children. And I just remember going to church every Sunday, you know, the good Catholic family, and mum would get us up at really early for Mass. And she would have us all dressed in these fabulous clothes and we would always have the front pews at church and we'd, you know, walk on in and we were just always immaculately dressed. Mum sewed us girls there were five girls she sewed our clothes when we were young so I used to rip and because she was she loved it I used to then I felt like I had creative free reign so I used to rip you know um, pictures out of magazines like the sleeves here and the dressing I'd go to mum and I'd say look I want the sleeves like this the bottom like this and I think I would love it in like bright yellow. So off we'd go to the fabric store and I'd select the fabrics that I wanted. Sometimes I was a nightmare for mum because I'd say, no, I'm really after a particular thing and a particular look. And I would almost design it myself. And we were all like that with us girls. So we really enjoyed, and particularly me, I really enjoyed having clothes that were just my own, uniquely mine. I'd go to parties with friends and always have something different on. They would have the latest trends from stores, but I never cared about the latest trends, just didn't give a damn. For me, it was how I wanted to dress, the colours I wanted to dress in. So I think it was because I, I almost stayed in my own lane from a very young age and I had a mother who encouraged that. It was a way of life for me. So that's how it all started, I think. And you know, I always dressed up even throughout life in whatever careers I had from interior design to events. I would always just be dressed up in my own way. And as a young girl, I used to dance around the house in colourful clothing and my family used to call me Zingara, which means gypsy in Italian. So for me, it was always just a fun thing. Even on weekends, I would dress up. So this is why I even now, work if I work from home, I dress up. It's been a way of life for me. And I think it was influenced by, I guess, my mother.
0: So I love that you just said, you know, you stayed in your lane from a very young age. And I I think there's real strength in that, you know, because when we're younger, we can be so influenced by what's happening and by our friends, but you've just gone, no, I know who I am. I love my style. Um, Do you think it does come from an ingrained sense of the confidence in who you are? As an individual as well?
1: Yes, I think so. I don't know what it is that I just felt I'd always had the confidence to just dress in the way that I've wanted to dress. And sometimes I've put on outfits and I've worn and I've thought, oh God, that was a big mistake. Why did I even, you know, so I've certainly made mistakes over the years and what I think was good. But I, I just think the main thing is when you are dressing, especially, and this is why I live by that motto that, you know, dress for the mood that you want to feel. When you are dressing in items that you really feel terrific in, you feel like you can take on the world. Like you just, there's this confidence that comes with it it's the colors and everything so and that's exactly you know how I've I've got to this point of being a personal fashion stylist where I'm encouraging my clients to do exactly that is to really like feel like they can take on the world through the power of the humble pieces of clothing that you put on your body.
0: Yeah absolutely so let's talk more about that because you are very passionate about how our dress influences our mood. And I love, like, your vision is to create a world where artistic bravery and creative expression are revered above mediocrity and trends, and that you will enable every woman who desires the unique, the distinctive, the sartorial flair to fearlessly embrace and express their individual character through their style. Like, that's just so amazing. So tell me how does dress influence our mood? A
1: couple of things. Firstly, colours as a start are therapeutic, not just on our bodies, even in our environment and our homes. Like as you would know, that we are really careful what colours we choose to decorate our homes. And it's because of the ambience that we want. The same with Just the colours outside and the environment. You know, spring, like today, woohoo, happy spring, gives us that feeling of whoa, the flowers are coming out, the colours, the butterflies, the greenery. And winter, there seems to be a mood. You know, you just go into a bit of a slump. It could be the grey skies, depending where you're living. So our environment, our ambience, our homes, in terms of colours are important, and it's exactly the same with our clothing that we put on our body. There's this term called enclosed cognition, which is a term coined by two psychologists many years ago, um, Adam and Galinsky. And it basically relates to the influence of clothes on the wearer's psychological processes and the behavioral tendencies. So simply, it's the symbolic meaning that clothes have when you're wearing them and the physical experience that you experience by wearing them. So it could be certain colors that you wear just make you feel alive and other colors make you feel so down. And certain items, it could be that up feelings of like holidays or something happy. It's those happy things It could be wearing, you know, sparkles, or it could be wearing certain textures or something that reminds you of memories, which are lovely. And the more you wear those clothes that feel great, there tends to be a noticeable difference in your mood and your productivity. And this is also something that I find with all of my clients is that when they are wearing items and outfits that they feel fantastic in, they feel, you know, quite powerful. They feel like their productivity it has increased. And these are really successful women that I'm dealing with, you know, people that are business leaders and and change makers and, you know, lawmakers, and they just feel very different in the clothes if they're wearing the clothes that really work on them and suit them. So that is clothes cognition. And it's definitely the way I feel so for me I've walked my talk and hence why I can teach my clients the same thing so if I'm feeling down I wake up and I'm feeling a little bit low I know that I have to wear clothes that make me feel fantastic now I can wear black and it'll make me feel fantastic but it'll be the item that I love and then secondly the same is when you dress in sloppy loose items daily without thought it is a demotivator Everyone would have read a lot about this through lockdown because people were in their PJs and their trackie dots. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's a time and a place. But if you're doing it daily, all day, every day, it does have definitely effect on your mood. And, you know, I would always say, even through lockdown, I would write posts about this on my blog and on Instagram, is that even if you are working from home and you have a Zoom call, it's just make that little bit of an effort, you know, dress from head to toe as though you are stepping out of the house. Of course, you don't have to wear your high heels, you could be barefoot, but at least the rest of you is feeling, you know, you've got something on that you feel fabulous. And it's something that I always did, continue to do. And even when recently I've lost a couple of members of my family, I dressed up every day for that grieving so that's also a very important part it was just important for me for that mood so for me it is imperative it's one of our self-care something that we are constantly overlooking with the self-care tips is that you know there are meditation and eating well and exercising but just that ancient old simple ritual of dressing in something fabulous every day to give you that hit that dopamine hit that is really important for our mood
0: We are all leaders, but you cannot be a leader of others unless you are a leader of self-first. Over the past two decades, I've empowered hundreds of leaders to deliver positive impact to the business they are representing, resulting in extraordinary sales growth and high staff retention rates. I'm often asked the question, how can I work with you, Julie? Here's how. I present one-hour keynotes to corporations, providing practical tools and strategies for leaders and their teams to take control of busy, to be intentional with their actions and achieve the high performance results that they're looking for. I also work one-on-one with a select few ambitious and courageous leaders who understand the key to creating their success starts with them. So if you'd like to connect, you can find me at juliehyde.com.au. And you are an incredible role model for that. And, I don't know, when I put my suit on, I've always been a suit girl, you know, from my corporate days. When I put my suit on, I feel so confident. I feel so empowered. But even like you say, when you do get dressed up just to go out for dinner or, and sometimes I don't care, I'll just wear probably things I shouldn't be wearing to lunch, but I should be wearing to dinner. But I don't care because Mm -hmm. it's like... I want to feel good that day. I want to feel confident. So you're right. It should be part of the self-care tips that we think about and talk about because it's something that we can easily do.
1: That's exactly right. I call it the fifth element. It's something that I came up with when I was speaking at an event a couple of years ago. It's on LinkedIn and on my Instagram if people want to look at it. But it's the fifth element. The first is eating good food. The second is exercise. The third is mindfulness and meditation. The fourth is having a good night's sleep and making sure. But the fifth, I say, add in dressing up. It's just so simple. So it's it's a really important factor. And it's something that, and I will say probably more so in Australia, is that people still overlook this and feel that there's a fickleness to dressing up but it has nothing to do with that it's really got to do with it's a self-respect for yourself it really is self-respecting and honoring yourself because you've got this physical body that you completely unique and one of those eight billion people on this planet that is completely unique to everyone else it's like why aren't you flaunting it and enjoying it and living it how it is, whatever shape or size it is, it's like,
0: this is, this is you. Okay. So what do you say to people who think it's just all too hard? Because sometimes even I go, oh my God, it's just too hard. I don't feel as though I know what goes with what and I can't be bothered today or whatever that is. So, 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 how do you get people to overcome those hurdles that are real? Well, it is a really
1: good question because especially if I haven't met the person previously and we're having a chat, I do have to respect that when someone says that, if they say, oh, it's all too hard because you just don't know what's going on in their lives. Okay, so first of all, I do respect that. But however, I do have to question whether... It is really hard or is it the fear to make an effort? And fear sinks in this a lot because, like I said, if you've got the time to go out exercising, if you've got the time to eat good food, prepare really good food, then you do have the time to pull something great out of your wardrobe and make that effort. And going back to what you said before, that if you're just feeling a bit flat and you're not in the mood, this is when it's crucial, as I would say. You're feeling flat like for me the weather gets me down if it's cloudy and rainy it's just oh but that's when I say right I'm working from home it's bad weather I'm just going to put on my gold skirt that I love, you know, and it's comfortable. So for me it's not about not wearing anything that's not comfortable. It's it's comfort but still feeling nice or I might put on bright yellow to just, you know, bright yellow scarf or something like that. So it's those little things. It's That's when you really do have to make that real big effort is when you're feeling that. So when you want to step up and make changes in any area of your life, it takes effort, right? I mean you even say this. You say this in your book, you know, it takes effort. Like nothing happens overnight. Losing weight doesn't happen overnight and being healthy doesn't happen overnight. So saying all too hard is saying, I just don't have the motivation to make an effort. And that does come from a place of fear and insecurity. And it also comes from a place of misconception that dressing up and investing in yourself is fickle. So what I say to people is, If they don't know how, and that's another subject, because a lot of people come to me with those pain points. I really want to dress better, I just don't know how. I don't know what looks good on me anymore. Or I want to look a little bit different to everyone else, but I don't know how. Well, this is where I say is invest in a stylist. Invest in someone that you really connect with. A personal stylist will. Definitely take the stress out of that for you because they will come in, they'll have a look at what works on you, what doesn't, and what really fits your personality. So I always think it's a fabulous investment. Initially it's a cost, but if you're going to go and invest in like even a business coach or a life coach, it's also just as important, especially when you're wanting to rebrand and do personal branding. You know, it's not just about your whole rebranding of, you know, your LinkedIn profile or, or your business, but of you personally, this is you, you're a human being. So that's where that investment is also a great idea. Or, you know, just someone that you really trust that can help you with your wardrobe and help you do that. So I think there's a number of factors, as I said, going back to that question, I just think it's a matter of motivating yourself to really make that effort because nothing happens overnight. You've got to be consistent every day with making that effort.
0: And the only thing you can control is you. We can't control the weather, but we can definitely try and influence our mood because I'm the same as you. I get really flat when the skies are grey, like it is today in Melbourne. What are your top tips to get us started? Like you spoke about investing in a stylus. Would that be number one?
1: If you can afford a stylus, and I mean, I think, like I said, if you can put money aside. a stylist, just like you do for a business coach, then I think they go hand in hand. I think it's really important for your rebranding. I do think that it's a really, really good investment, you know, and stylists will offer personal one-on-one or even Zoom calls. So, you know, doing a virtual is a good start and that way you can start small. If you just want to do something yourself, I would say, start with editing your wardrobe. Getting rid of dead wood basically. So and when I say getting rid of dead wood is items that don't make you feel wow. Well. Get rid of them. And also items that are ill-fitting. The what I see with women is that they basically had this full wardrobe. The amount of wastage that I see in almost every wardrobe that I go into is incredible. So women are also emotional spenders. They can go out and purchase things at a whim because they're feeling a bit low or they're in a hurry. They need to purchase something for an event and they purchase the wrong items. And I'll go into wardrobes and there are so many items in there that haven't been worn and they'll only wear that 20%. And even that 20% that they're wearing, they're not wearing it well. So this is where a stylist can come in and really just help you with all of those things, but also help you in down the track, showing you what not to invest in anymore. So showing you the wrong items that you are purchasing and the correct items to purchase. So it's very educational. and that way, in the long run, you're actually saving money. When I say you know, get rid of that dead wood, all of the items that you've just thought, oh my gosh, why did I purchase this? Gosh, it looks awful on me. And you'll know it looks awful on you because you'll feel it as soon as you put it on or when you've worn it. The second thing I'd say was when you're editing your wardrobe is organize your basics. And so your basics can be your pieces that you know are staples that you'll wear regularly. But for me, this is where I think is really important is then add in your wow pieces. So you need to have some wow pieces that really make you smile, that you can place with your basics and you can just feel wonderful. So your basics could be your, your black trousers and a white shirt, which I know you love, but then your wow piece could be this spectacular jacket, or blazer that's just really out there, it has a fabulous lapel or it's a vintage piece or it's a bright colour or great accessories. You know, sometimes you can be a person that will wear all black and you can just have the most fantastic accessories That's what I recommend doing. And then when you are dressing up in those pieces, take photos of yourself in those outfits and save them to your library. And that way, then when you're feeling a little bit, oh gosh, what am I going to wear today? I can't remember. Because you really can't remember items. You should take photos. You go back to your library and go, oh yes, I remember feeling great in that outfit. I'm going to wear that. And I always say, and this is what I say to clients after I finish style sessions with them, is for at least seven days, you have to wear something different. So, wearing something different for seven days starts the process in your brain and actually starts to change, and you change old habits. This is when, because remember, we form these old habits in our mind, we think you know, this is the way I have to do things. This is the way I have to wear things, but it's not that way. So when you start changing that, the process in your mind starts changing and then you start the process of doing something different and new. And then from there, it's a knock-on effect. Then you commence experimenting a bit more and that's when the fun really begins.
0: A great tips! I love how um, it's about the wow pieces. And like you say, it doesn't have to be you know, a extreme piece of clothing, it can be just awesome accessories. But yeah, that makes sense. And it makes it sound so easy too. Editing your wardrobe always makes you feel good. That declutter is great for you emotionally as well. And then you can actually see what you've got and what you want to wear. Well,
1: that's exactly right. And spring especially is a fantastic time, like actually every season. And what I say as well, that's actually another tip is that if you have a lot of space, like if you have a couple of wardrobes, you know, get out your, do your spring summer items in your main wardrobe that you can see every day and pack away your autumn, winter or whatever season you're going into, okay? Pack that away or place that in the wardrobe you don't use. Don't have everything, all of your seasons in the one wardrobe. You need to see what you're wearing. You need to see what you can play with. I always do that and it
0: really works. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're great tips. Oh, Jess, my goodness, there's so much here that people can take on and implement straight away to make themselves feel and look fabulous. So is there a final message that you would like to leave our listeners?
1: I have a couple of things, actually. I think the first thing that I would say to people listening is think about how you want to feel when you wake up, and we've touched on this all the way through, and dress for the mood you want to feel. So if you're feeling low, pick the items that will give you that quick dopamine hit. It's a knock-on effect when you feel good. Basically, you start receiving compliments or you just feel good even if you're at home and then you're more productive, you make better business decisions. And I've had all of my clients basically say this. And two, be playful and experiment like clothing items are purely the tools to create your own masterpiece every day. So you can make up a story every day about yourself, just like acrylics are to artists, clothes are to you. You can create a story about yourself every day and how you want to feel. As Iris Apprell I think, says, she says, what is the worst that can happen dressing up? She says, you can't die from having fun dressing up. And the thing is, you can't, you know, it's not life threatening, but it can be life changing. And that's what I say to people is just be playful and experiment. Have a lot of fun with it.
0: That's such a beautiful message to finish on, Jess. And thank you so much for being part of Making It Count today and for making it count for so many women out there who you enable to really influence their lives and change their lives through you know your blogs and your insta posts and linkedin posts all of that will share the links to for people to be able to get in contact with you thank you for your passion and what you do and how you do it thank you so much shirley this has been
1: fun and thank you for inviting me on
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode and I trust that you enjoyed leaning into one of the precious moments shared. I invite you to leave your thoughts as a review in support of this show. You can also share with your network and even rate and review it. I would appreciate that feedback and connection. I'd love to connect on LinkedIn or Instagram via my handle, Julie Hyde Leads. Until next time, live and lead intentionally and make it count.